You are listening to the Revive the World Ministries podcast. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.org or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. Join their fast. Are we we filled with joy on our fast? <laughs> How many days are we into it? Not yet ten. Day, day, whatever the date is. <laughs> wow, you know we we fast to remember how to feast. <laughs> we fast to remember where our feasting comes from and who it is in it helps us to remember we don't fast to get something from the lord we fast to remember what he's already given us and where our source of strength really relies and it's in him (laughs) and i'm getting reminded of that every day with this fast i need you more than i need chicken (laughs) I need you more than I need this donut. And you know, everybody wants to just call you and FaceTime you while they're eating too. Like, hey, what's going on? Just thinking about y'all. We're just at Chick-fil-A eating. Oh, thanks. Thank you, God, for this opportunity to worship you. This sacrifice isn't big. It's not a lot. And I give it to you as worship. That's what I say. That's what I find myself saying on this fast. Because, you know, sometimes you can get into grumbling and complaining when you're you're trying to give your worship. (laughs) And then it turns into the me show and all that I'm doing and my hard work and my fast. So I find myself just saying, thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity to worship you. What what, What an honor it is that I get to bring something to you. What an honor it is that in this tiny little thing that I, that I can bring it to you as worship, how amazing is that? So this fast is incredible, and I already feel the difference in the atmosphere. How many people are feelers? Do you guys know what I mean by feelers? It's just like an easy way to describe people who are really sensitive to atmospheres and, and the spirit of God just sensitive to the spiritual realm because, you know, we're in this beautiful collide of the not yet and and the already happening and the heavenly and spiritual realm and then our reality of earth that we live on. But the cool thing is, like, Jesus went to prepare a place for us. He went to take his rightful place at the right hand of the Father while also taking our place at the right hand of the Father because we're seated in heavenly places with him, right? And so we live in this we live in this collide of spiritual reality and then like earthly reality. And in this fast, when you, anytime that I fast, you it's like I become so sensitive as a feeler to these spiritual realities and how how close they really are. And um <clears throat> in this this as I was preparing to speak this week, um, I just felt this drawing to talk about something that I don't, I've never really taught on before in this way. And as my week went on, situation after situation and, and encounter after encounter was confirming that this was what God was doing. And so the spark, I'm going to, I want to kind of just touch on the spark of what I felt like he was doing. And then we're just, I'm just going to kind of go with where God is taking me in this and see where we land with the time that we have. Um, but I, I want to start off, what we're going to start off with is I feel like God is on showing his people, showing his people um, the reality of spiritual realms, showing his people the reality of the, the power in which we 
which we walk in. And I don't think that that's something that we can know, but there are so many times in my life where I know something, but I but I'm not, um, you know, you know, you know what you really believe in by the fruit of your life. Fruit is just the, is just the, the product of our, our faith. Fruit, fruit is the, the, the action. Faith without works is dead. If we have faith in something, we're going to be moved to action in it. And so, when, when I believe something, there's fruit from that belief happening in my life that people can see. I shouldn't always have to tell people, well, this is, I believe that God is good. They should see fruit in my life that I believe he's good. I believe God takes care of all my needs. They should probably see fruit in, in my life that I'm generous because I'm not greedy and, and, and worried that I'm, I don't have enough because I believe that he's my provider. I believe that he's for me, you know. Does that make sense? You see what I'm saying? There's fruit in our lives um, from what we believe. And so I believe that the Lord, what he's on right now with me is my kids need to know the power of, of being surrendered to my spirit and how to identify when they're surrendered to a different spirit. Because I don't know about you, but in my own personal life, which I have permission to speak from, <laughs> there's been times in my life where I haven't always been surrendered to the Holy Spirit. And if I'm not surrendered to the Holy Spirit, there's a different spirit that I'm surrendered to. And, and surrender, is, surrender is a form of worship because what we're surrendered to, we, it's where our worship is directed towards. And so what I surrender to, I worship. And what I surrender to, I build my belief system on. And, and God is connecting, he's connecting something. You know, when we start talking about demons and we start talking about darkness and we start talking about the plans of the, I've never been someone who's who's demon focused because I will not um, make my devil bigger than my God because it's not truth he doesn't even have a rival the devil may try to rival him but he has no rival it, it's not like good and evil are opposite things and and they're equal to each other and we choose one or we choose the other um, it's good crushes evil when light is in the room darkness is non-existent they don't battle when a light steps in there's the, darkness ceases to exist because darkness is just lack of light and so this is not something these spirits things aren't they don't rival the spirit of the lord they only have power because we choose them and it's important, I feel like the Lord's saying, it, it's important to stop nicknaming our demons so that they're more socially acceptable to carry, hang around with and to, to hang out with and to keep in our lives. You know, here in America, we do a really good job at <laughs> nicknaming our demons. And if you're somebody who talks about demons, you're like red flag scary person. You know, I've been there like it, it, it's it, you know, I've been there. And so I, as I'm unfold, you know, uncovering what the Lord is saying to me and showing me, he's like, look, just because you, you, you don't want to be demon focused doesn't mean you don't need to be equipped. Just because you don't want to be demon focused doesn't mean that we ignore the reality of what's happening in the spiritual realm. There's a way to address the spirit realm without feeding it and empowering it with our own fear. And a lot of the times when I, my belief system is rooted in being devil focused, it's usually because I'm afraid. And I want to assert my dominance over this thing because I'm, I'm afraid of what will happen if I don't. 
And what happens is my fear empowers the spirit of fear. It empowers it. And so what the Lord is showing me is that is that we don't have to be demon-focused. If you go looking for demons around every rock, you're going to find them because what you, what, you, what you seek, what you look for, you will find. Those who seek will find. Those who knock, the door will be open. But when we're surrendered to the Holy Spirit, we will find the Holy Spirit wherever we look. But don't ignore, don't ignore the spirit realm that's happening that's outside of the Holy Spirit because we have the solution. When we're looking because we're afraid, then um, we will empower that fear. Am, am I making sense? And I'm, when I ask if I'm making sense, I really want to know because I can explain more. I'm not just using it as a word to, you know, get me to the next phrase or to fill space. I, I, I want to make sure we're, I'm, I'm explaining what, what I feel like the Lord showed me. Um, and so... We, what I felt like he was doing in me is, hey, it's, it's time to um, stop nicknaming our, our demons as, as, as children of God and seeing them for what they are so that, we can, so that we can identify what voice we are being surrendered to, what spirit we're surrendered to. Because what we're surrendered to, we focus our worship on. And he says, put no other gods before me. Right? And so... Let's get into this, okay? We're just gonna we're just gonna jump in here. I want you to turn to Matthew eleven, twenty-eight through thirty. And while you're getting there, I'm gonna tell a story. Um, here's something that God played in my mind, a memory that I had of myself. And you guys probably like have just from the jump been super sweet and like never, you know got angry at anybody, and um, never jumped outside of your nature in Christ after you, you became a believer. You probably just have just been going for it, fully surrendered. Um, but for me, that has not been the case. And <laughs> the Lord was playing something for me in my mind uh, as I was preparing. And it was this moment of, you guys remember when Owen, he talked about when you're deceived, you don't know you're deceived. But when you're not, you're not. So simple. Very simple. I love the simplicity of that. But then it's like, well, how do you know when you're not? How do you know when you're not? Because you're not. It's because <laughs> you're not. So sometimes there's fear inside of believers and sons of God who are saying, I don't know, maybe I'm deceived. You know, I don't know, maybe this altar calls for me. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, but like, if you don't know that you're deceived, then you, then you don't know. When you're deceived, you know. Wait, backwards. You see what I'm saying? Repeating it too much. And so in that, God was showing me this. This is what it looks like to surrender to the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean like we're going to be perfect people. But it means we know his voice. It's my sheep, they know my voice. He's the tender shepherd, right? We know his voice. And so in the middle, this is where it starts to be fully surrendered. You can be messed up, completely emotionally a wreck. Come from trauma, abuse, whatever it is. Come into the kingdom of God and start from scratch and be like, I don't know a thing. But he's given us the comforter, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. I got these verses in here I'm going to get to, but I don't want to lose track of where I'm going. He gives us the comforter, the Holy Spirit, to hear the Holy Spirit's voice now. To get familiar with who he is through relationship, through hanging out with him, through sitting and letting him love us, through listening to him and letting him talk. Not just us always talking at him or singing at him but allow him to talk to us and understand how he hears. And then, and then we take risk, and that's how, we, that's how we learn if we're hearing from him. We hear from the Lord, and we take risks, and we, and we ask mentors and all of these things, okay? You with me? Doesn't mean we're going to be perfect right from the beginning, but th there's a process of stepping into our identity and being fully surrendered to the Holy Spirit. We can give him our yes with our heart. We need to give him our, our yes with our mind in this too. 
And, we'll, and, and the process of giving him our mind takes, it takes us putting action to our faith. I believe that I can be surrendered, and therefore I will put action to that belief system. If I don't believe that I even can, then I'm not going to see that in my life. There's not going to be fruit of surrender in my life if I don't truly believe that that's who I am, who God designed me to be. If I don't believe it's in my nature to be surrendered to him, I'm talking fast, sorry, I'm excited. Um, If I don't believe it's in my nature to be surrendered, then I will not let go of the other things that I'm surrendered to because I will need them as a fallback because I don't truly believe that I can be surrendered to him fully. It's a belief system. There, there's something going on in the belief system, okay? And so God's showing me we hear his voice. When we hear his voice and we know his voice through relationship, we are not deceived any longer. And then we step into choosing. We step into choosing to be surrendered to another voice. Okay, this is what, this is, when I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit, I'm no longer deceived because I heard the, the spirit of truth. And then so if I continue with my behavior, if I continue in that direction, I, I, you know, he says, repent. Repent is to turn from your own direction and turn towards my face. Turn towards me, and, and, and that's not just with your action and with your behaviors, but in your belief system. Turn your belief system towards me and, and put your belief system in that all of every good and perfect gift comes from me, that I'm a good father, that I have you, that my way is better, that my ways are good. And then you won't have to lean, in, lean into these other coping mechanisms, lean into these other things that, that you go to when, when, when I don't seem to be enough for you. And so when I hear the Holy Spirit's voice, I hear the spirit of truth, I'm no longer deceived. That's when I step into choosing to be surrendered to another spirit. And, and, and this is an identifier where we, we can, we allow, that when we are believers, there's no demon in hell that has access to us unless we surrender to it. So if there's things going on with us, what we need to do is sit with the Holy Spirit and say, I want to surrender to you fully. Can you show me areas of my life where I'm not surrendered? And I can feel right now the, 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 the weightiness of those two things colliding right now. This is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. This is truth from the Holy Spirit colliding with the Father of lies. He wants us as believers to justify our reliance on another spirit outside of the Holy Spirit so that it has access to our minds. And if we give another spirit access to our minds, that's where we'll be able to hear another voice. And the more that we choose that other voice, the more that we give it room, we make little rooms for it. And we say, this just be your spot because I, I, this is where I like to listen to you because you say the things that I, that I want to hear or I need to hear, or that makes me feel good in a moment, or you're the voice that I listen to so that I don't have to change my behavior. You're the voice that I listen to so I don't have to change what I'm doing because that would be uncomfortable for me for a while. I mean, this is, this is, this is truth, and it, sometimes it hurts. When, our, when my, my emotions are rooted in something that's unhealthy, it's going to hurt when I hear truth because I'm attached to that lie. When someone tries to come and trim, when, when the pruner comes into the garden to trim the tree, when he comes to trim the, the, the weeds, when he comes to prune the fruit, it's, it's going to hurt when my belief system is rooted, and that's mine. It's going to feel like it's being detached from me because it's become so comfortable. But it was something that we were never meant to grow in. This was never meant to be on our tree. Only good fruit that's sweet. And so he was showing me this picture. You guys in Matthew? He was showing me this picture of a memory of my life. 
And in the moment, he's like, this is, what, this is how you surrender to Holy Spirit as you're in the process of allowing him, like in Romans 12, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is how you get out of the patterns of this world. This is how you stop thinking like the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is how we get there. This is a piece of it that he's showing me, and I offer it to you. I'm in an argument with my amazing husband, and he's awesome. And <clears throat> he is right, and I am wrong. And I do not want that to be the reality of this conversation that we're having. And I am going for it, and my defenses are up, so I'm going to pull out all the guns. All the guns are pointed at him. And none of them are pointed at me. He is the root of all of my problems. He is to blame. And there is nothing that I have done to be a part of the mess that I'm in. It is him and him alone. And he will admit it or we will not talk until we forget about it. And in this conversation, I am throwing F-bombs. I am digging dirty. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't, I, you guys don't use, Okay. It's, you know, I am going for it. And in the midst, have you ever been doing something and in the middle of it, you think, man, I'm taking this real far in your brain. Like you hear that in your mind. This is going a little too far. So you're taking it there. And then, you, then your, your other thing's like, but I can't go back now. <laughs> We're there. I can't. I cannot back down. I will not suck up my pride and humble my heart and repent for being outside of my nature. Therefore, I'm building a belief system inside of myself that this is a part of my nature. I'm building a belief system in that moment. The voice of truth, Holy Spirit, who says, man, this is, you're taking this outside of who you are. This isn't who you are. And I say, but... I am not weak. I am not weak, and so I will not be humble and apologize. And, and that fear is louder and bigger than the voice of truth. And, and I push that out inside. And in those moments, the Lord was showing me in that. That's when you step out of That's when you step out of being deceived and then choosing another, to be surrendered to another spirit. Right there, that's the spirit of fear. I was completely surrendered and allowed the spirit of fear. Hey, I'm just going to lean into the spirit of fear right now because it's going to help me protect myself. And this other voice is saying, don't protect yourself, and that is too scary. Scarier, scarier, scarier. Fear is bigger. Fear is bigger. Fear is getting bigger and bigger. And so I'm go just going to go for it. Because fear is telling me it's going to protect me. Fear is telling me it's going to serve me. When really the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Sin is going to bring death, but he brings life. And we think the allure of sin, which is stepping outside of our nature... Anything outside of our nature, God will never ask us to do. If he's asking you to do it, it's because you were made to do it. It's who you are. He only tells his sons and daughters to do exactly what they're called to do. Only what he's equipped them to do. And I, man, here's what really happened. I heard the voice. And after making a fool of myself, I just start sobbing. And I start saying, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm sorry, I'm wrong, I'm embarrassed, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I leaned into the voice of truth, even though it was the hardest thing ever, to humble myself and say, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And, and, and leaning into that voice of truth, because I knew his voice, I knew that it was the tender shepherd, once again telling me who I am, once again calling me into my identity, saying, Sarah, you're stepping outside of yourself. This isn't who you are. Don't let the lie of fear be louder than the voice that the tender shepherd who tells you who you are.
the hand of the tender shepherd that reaches down and picks you up and says, come on, let me help you get back home. And in that, I leaned into his voice and, 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 it, and in, the, in that time of our marriage, we've been married 10 years. And in that time of our marriage, crying was like the epitome of failure for me. The biggest weakness I could show because I needed to be strong just in case I was going to be rejected. I would be stronger than that rejection. And you will never be able to hurt me. And I, as I leaned into that voice, those barriers broke, and it got down to the root of really what we were even talking about, really what we were even fighting about, got down to the root of it. And I just sat there and said, I'm sorry, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And, of course, you know, he's just like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> But that's, what it lo- that's, that's an example of what it looks like as we are in the process of transforming, of renewing our minds, of surrendering to the Holy Spirit. Because we, we choose him in moments when he speaks. Even in the middle of our mess, he speaks to us because he loves us. He's not offended. He gets in there and says, hey, you're down here. You're really in here. This isn't who you are. I'm the solution. I know what to do. I know what you can do to get out of here. Let me take your hand and help you. I'll be with you in it. God, I I am Emmanuel, the God who's in it with us. And and that that's just that's a piece of that that that's a tool. When you hear his voice, lean into it. Don't let fear tell you anything. Don't let fear trick you and trap you into leaning into his voice. That's when, but when we do the opposite, what we do <clears throat> is we step over being deceived. We're no longer deceived. And I'm stepping into my, this gift of free will. It's a gift. And that's where I, I choose what I do, what I say, and what I meditate on. I choose that. And that's when I can be surrendered to a different spirit. That's where I open myself up to the spiritual realm and say, you have access to me. You have access to my mind. Our mind is a, as a powerful access point for the Holy Spirit to make spiritual realities fruit of our lives. That belief system, what we believe. And... When we surrender to these spirits, whatever you call them, who cares what their names are? We give them access. And we lean into them and we rely on them. And, and then the fruit of our lives comes from a different kingdom. And when people taste it, it's bitter. <laughs> it turns into dust in their mouth. And that's where the fruit of our lives and people say, This is what God's like. There's no condemnation in this because it's really a beautiful, beautiful truth. I don't have to stay in my mess. And now that I know that I'm deceived, even if I've tried to talk myself out of it, Jesus is the solution. He's always the solution. I put my faith in him. So let's read Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Jesus tells the disciples this. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gem- gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. His yoke is easy. Picture the yoke of an oxen. The equipment that goes around the oxen's neck to lead them into the right direction. Now imagine being yoked with Jesus. We're in this beautiful yoke with the Lord as we surrender to his leadership and his guidance. You know, I look at this yoke as this yoke of ownership. And that word can sound abrasive if you've been hurt by religion. But really what it is, is it's amazing because he takes ownership of me. He claims me as his own. 
I'm no longer an orphan, but a child of God now. And he puts his mark, his stamp, his ownership on my life with that yoke is this, this beautiful ownership that I no longer have my old name, but I now have the name of the king. And I am now a part of the family. And we're in this yoke, and, and he's beside me. And, and the only way that that yoke becomes heavy and hard is when I try to go my own way. Is when I try to go this way, and he's not leading that way. But when I'm fully surrendered to his leadership, that's when he can take the weight. And I just get to be along for the ride. I get to be with him in it. And he's in it with me. That's what surrendering to the Holy Spirit looks like. When, but when we're surrendered to something else, we're, we're in this yoke and it feels hard. So here's some, indica- here's some indicators. Does it feel hard to worship? Does it feel hard to serve the Lord? Does it feel like I'm exhausted? Do I feel like I'm stepping into striving? And striving is just another way to describe me doing things for the Lord and not with the Lord. It's a, it's a, it's a way to describe me putting my faith in, in what, what I can do in my measuring stick of what's possible being me and my capability and not on Jesus. Because when it's all in Jesus, we can't even boast. Because it's all in him. It's not about me and the sweat of my brow and all that I'm doing for the Lord. It's that, that, that easy yoke where we just follow where he leads and we go where he leads. When we're surrendered to his leadership, he leads us into truth. And we just go with him. Sometimes I can even get, find myself stepping into striving when I am just trying to figure out what the truth is. I'm like, I need to know the truth. I need to know all the theology. I need to know everything. How do I get there? What's the, what's the, what's the verses? Tell me the verses. Tell me the book to read. And I lead you into all truth. In uh, John 14, 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. And then again in chapter 16, verse 13, But when the truth-giving Spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. Ooh, that's good. He reveals the reality of the truth that's in us. He, review, he reveals the foundation of faith. He reveals truth to us. We, there's nothing that we do. There's nothing that you can do harder. We can read the whole Bible from front to back without the Holy Spirit's guidance. It's not going to mean a thing. <laughs> it's not going to do us any good. It's not going to bring us any power. When, it's only when we're surrendered to his leadership that Jesus carries the load for us, and we get to be with him in it. And my mom shared a beautiful picture um, at Bible study about, you know, thinking of that yoke and being yoked to Jesus and them walking together. And, you know, there is even points where, like, bumps come up and stuff, but he's so carrying the load that she just kind of, like, hops over it and just along for the ride. And, and that's what it is when we're fully surrendered. It's only hard when we're tugging. It's only hard when there, there's this, the battlefield is the war of our mind. It's only hard when our belief system is, but are you really good? But, but is this really going to be good for me? You know, but, but is this the right direction to go? What do you mean I don't have to do anything? <laughs> what do you mean I just need to let you love me? What do you mean? What does that look like? How is there fruit for me just letting you love me? What, what does it look like? looks like surrender that's our worship we're just worshiping we're just surrendering we're just surrendering you know (laughs) we're talking about surrender being an act of worship what i surrender to is where my worship's directed towards 
Lucifer was a worship leader. <laughs> and he, he really longs for the sons and daughters of God to direct their worship towards him. He wants to be worshiped. He wants, he wants to be like God. He wants to get all of our worship. And he, we see that in um, Luke 4 when, when Jesus is being tempted. And he, he, he tries to trick Jesus with the, same, with the same lies he used in the garden. He takes the truth and, and uses it to try to manipulate and try to change our belief system. He tries to attack truth in our life. He'll take the reality of the, what we're standing in and try to use that to attack a spiritual truth. And um, he's, you know, he, you, we know the story of what he says to Jesus. I'll give you everything. Technically, he really, he really was. He, they call him the prince of the air, right, in Ephesians 2. He's the prince of the air. He, he, he had power on the earth. The devil's not lacking power. And he says to Jesus, I'll give you all of this if you'd only worship me. And Jesus just uses truth from the word that he knows. You know, all my worship's going to go to God. Worship the Lord. And that's the same tactics that the enemy uses against us the same they're not they don't change he's not super clever he uses the same tactics from the garden to get us to believe to take a truth and attack a spiritual truth to take a fact and attack a spiritual truth did God really say oh th these won't actually you're not going to die if you eat this this isn't going to kill you this fruit ain't going to kill you you can eat it it tastes good like all the other things it's just going to open your eyes to see better he doesn't want you to see. God's not really good. What he was saying, what he was saying, the facts of what he was saying, yeah, it's not going to kill them right when they eat it. But the truth was, now they would be invited into death because the wages of sin is death. And that's that's what the that's that's one of the tricks of the enemy. That's one of the traps of the enemy to get us to believe that to take the facts of our reality and try to attack spiritual truths in our life so that we'll be relying on him and what he has to offer and not spirit-reliant and on the spirit of truth. In 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. In other translations, it says um, self-control. What that tells me is um, if I have a sound mind, fruit of that is going to be self-control in my life. Not having a sound mind is an indicator that I'm not fully surrendered to the Holy Spirit. That there is something else that I'm surrendered to. I think, I think that sometimes people have, a, have a, a problem with identifying. What's the voice of God? What's my voice? What's the enemy's voice? That is, that is belief system and understanding that is all attacked through relationship. We can't do anything. We can't do any of this outside of relationship with him. It's getting to know him. It's... Looking at the life of Jesus and watching his character. And that's a way that we can get to know his character and who he is. And then when there's a voice that is telling us anything that's outside of our identity, outside of our new nature, and telling us that that's good for us or that's what we should choose, then that is not, that's the, that's the father of lies. And a lot of times it sounds really appealing and alluring because that's the scheme of the enemy to take our, the facts of our lives and use them to attack spiritual truths. 
So in those moments, we lean into the voice of Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will never override our free will unless we have. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have experienced um, the presence of God coming on me laughing. Not always when I want to. And I have experienced, you know, shaking, trembling. I have experienced, you know, the feeling, the weighty presence of God in my body and, and not having to think about doing something with my body. It's just responding to the, the Spirit. But that has only happened when first I fully surrendered to the Holy Spirit with my heart and my mind and have said, I fully surrender to you whatever you want to do. And there were moments in my life when I first started experiencing those things I'm talking about free will being overridden, okay? When I first started experiencing those things, um, it took my conscious, I surrender to this. I surrender to you, whatever you want to do. But then that just became my life. And so now he'll come in and crash in and, and I'll feel him and I don't actually, because that's just, that's just who I am. That's, that's my belief system. Whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it, crash in God and... Um, and I'm open. I'm surrendered. So it, it's something that happens. That's what happens in our new nature. As we establish these belief systems, we no longer have to make these conscious decisions. Oh, I'm going to surrender here. I'm going to surrender here. It just becomes the fruit of our life. And then he's just able to crash and crash in. The same thing happens when we're surrendered to a, another spirit. The things, same thing happens when we're surrendered to fear, when we're surrendered to um, self-preservation when we're surrendered to whatever it may be and the more that we choose it and the more that we lean into it the more that it becomes the the fruit of our lives it's just from a different kingdom and then we don't have to ask it or think about it happening it just is happening in fruit from our lives because of our belief system is rooted in that I, I'm surrendered to you So, unless we're fully surrendered, our free, God is not going to override our free will. He's not going to, you know, if I'm experiencing God on the floor and I'm out, he's not going to just not let me get up. I, there is, there is, there is a, 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 a sur surrendering that happens. If I cannot get up and there's nothing that I could do, and, I, and it's before I've said, I surrender. Whatever this is, I just give myself over to it. That's, what, that's what's happening. God isn't just walking around whacking people out without their, without their permission. And I'm not putting God in a box and say he will never do that. But this is a, this is a basic principle of to be able to, to realize if I'm going down and, 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 and I'm experiencing something that isn't hope-filled, isn't, isn't a, what should come from a good father, even my earthly good father, then it's probably not coming from the God of all hope and a good father. He's the, the God will never override my free will. He will never get into my mind and cause me to think about things that I have no control over. That this is, I'm just trying to put out, you know, basic indicators. This is how we decipher the voice of the Holy Spirit and the voice of another. And if there's things happening and I'm not having a sound mind because um, my free will is being overridden, whether it's things that I'm meditating on, things that I'm dreaming about, all of these things, these are signs that there's another spirit that, that has access because God is not going to override my free will in that way. Does that make sense? Am I, am I making sense? When we allow God to move on us, it's because our hearts and our minds have been surrendered and we've made a choice to do that. And then he doesn't just always have to ask permission because he knows our hearts. And it works both ways. Okay. I'm just listening to Jesus. I can feel his presence. I can feel him in the room, and I, I, and I don't just want to just keep giving you information. I have a lot of things here because I love to teach, and I love, I, I, my passion is to see sons and daughters of God know who they are, and 
um, to stop um, being deceived. And so I love to talk about truth because once we know, we know we're not deceived, right? And so there, I have a lot of things on my page that's just like, this is how you can tell, da 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 but I don't think that's what God's doing right now. <laughs> In 2 Chronicles 7, King Solomon, who's David's son, he, he's reestablished the temple of God. It's all ready. Everything's done. And the Lord is longing for his people to come worship, to have a place to come and worship. And we know now that we're the tabernacle of the Lord, that we are the holy temples, and, and we worship him. The Holy Spirit was given to us to come and set up shop in this temple of worship, and now we get to worship him with our surrender. Before Jesus came, you had to go to a place and worship. And there were all of these symbolic things that we did that were beautiful foreshadowings of, of what we get to live in now with Jesus because of the cross. The Spirit of the Lord was, was longing for his people to be able to come and worship. But there were still, leading all the way back to when they were enslaved in Egypt, there were still being passed down idol worship from generation to children to their children's children. Idol worship that they learned from the Egyptians, um, from this demonic culture, and, and they were passing it down. And there was still idol worship happening among God's people. And so Solomon, Solomon establishes the temple, and God comes to Solomon in 2 Chronicles 7.14. And he says this, which is good news for all of us. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin, and I'll heal, heal their land. This is really good news for all believers because this is the heart of a father. This is the heart of our father. No matter where you've been or what you've done or what you could ever do, it's never bad enough to where his heart is still not towards you. Would you just come and humble yourselves, turn from your own way, turn towards my face so that I could show you the good shepherd can show you the way so that I can heal you, so that you can have access through that repentance into me healing you, you being whole again. And I don't know about you, but in my life, there were times where I wanted God to come and heal my land, but I, uh, I, I so I would repent because I knew it was the access of my healing, but I didn't want to give up the whole property. There's pieces of my property that were still designated for my idol worship. There were pieces of my property that I, I didn't want to fully surrender it because um, it, this suited my needs. These certain things that I relied on outside of the spirit of God to suit my needs. And, and honestly, at that time, I didn't even believe it was possible for me to even surrender those things. But I, I used my repentance as an access point to my healing. But I didn't realize that healing isn't something that happens. It's actually a person. He is healing. <laughs> he is healing. My faith is not in him healing me. It, 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 it's in him, the healer, the character that he is healing that he is good, that I'm not doing something to get him to do something for me. The, it's not an action that he's doing. It's just inviting the person to come, inviting the character and my belief system that this is who God is to come. And when, and when I'm inviting the person, the character, of the spirit of God, and that is when he shows me and helps me build my belief system that this is actually something I was born to surrender. Something I was never made for. It sounds kind of scary to say, oh, we've got places where you're doing idol worship. But it just kind of looks like, God, God, I want you to come and heal me of my depression, but I want to keep my thought life because it suits me. 
I want you to come and heal my marriage, but I want to keep my unhealthy behaviors because it suits me. I want you to come and to heal my body, but I want to keep my unhealthy habits because it suits me. I want you to, you see what, I, you see what I'm saying? This is, this is direct and, and, and it pierces the heart, but it's, it's true. I have done this in my life. I, I, I want you to come and heal me, and so I repent for the access of my healing, but I'm not ready to fully surrender to the Spirit of God, and so then I am opened up to another spirit. This is when Christians become oppressed. This is when we have critters hanging out with us, and we nickname them and call them all the things to hide them, but to, to avoid and give us justifications for keeping them. When God's saying, will you come and humble yourself? Stop in the middle of your arguing and yelling and debating and say, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I was wrong. I repent. I humble myself, and I allow you I surrender fully to the person of healing. I surrender fully to you, the healer. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not making a payment. I'm not making a payment to be healed of what I need healed of. I'm surrendering to the person of healing, and, and I surrender to you and, and the result of me surrendering to who you are and your character and allowing that to do something in me. The result is I, I, I get to be one with healing. I get to be whole. I get to be one now. That's what we have access to. that's what we have right now right now inside of me right now I have the healer right now inside of me I have the healer right now inside of you you have the healer and what he's asking is will you surrender to my leadership Will you allow this yoke not to feel so heavy? Let me carry your burdens. Will you walk with me and, 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 and allow me to be in it with you by surrendering to my leadership? Will you surrender the whole, you know, I came for, I, I bought the whole field for the one treasure. You were the treasure. Could you surrender the whole thing? You see, we are surrendering our, we are giving our lives to one thing or the other. And he says, like the prophet said, choose this day who you'll serve. This will be the fruit of your life. Choose this day who you will serve. There came a point in my life where I got tired. I got real tired of not experiencing the real thing. And I realized that a lot of that had to do with me choosing whom I'm going to serve. Choosing who I'm going to be surrendered to. <laughs> so I want to pray for you this morning. Jesus, I thank you. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your sweet invitation into surrender. What a joy it is to surrender to you. What a joy it is to surrender to love, to surrender to love that casts out all fear. What a joy it is to surrender to the person of peace who sets my ways straight. What a joy it is to surrender to the light, <laughs> the light that expels all darkness. So what a joy it is to surrender to this tender shepherd. And we surrender and allow you to be yourself fully inside of us. Come and be yourself fully inside of us, Holy Spirit. Come, tender shepherd. We lean in, we turn, we turn. If that's for you, if that's for you, you know. You know, you know if you're deceived or not, you know. If that's for you, will you turn? Will you turn? Will you make, will you make the choice to turn? I'm turned from my own way. I turn from my own way and, and I turn towards your face. And I allow myself to be completely surrendered and, and open up my heart to every belief system that you have for me that is true. Spirit of truth, I just welcome you to rearrange. Rearrange.
I turned. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I turn to you. I, I look at you. I let go of all the justifications. I let go of every of, of hearing your voice and my justifications for doing my own thing. My justifications for choosing my own thing. But they hurt me, but it was their fault. I turn from my justifications and I turn towards your face. What are you saying? I surrender. I surrender and I trust. I surrender and I trust you. I lean back into you. I lean back into you. We, we welcome you. If, if this is for you today, will you say, Holy Spirit, I, I surrender to you. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. I surrender. I, I take my hands and will you show me what I've, what I've been holding on to, what I've been leaning into, what I've been reliant on, whether it's, it's self, whether it's uh, self-preservation, whether it's pride, whether it's bitterness or fear. God, I, 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 I let you see what's, what I've been holding on to and I let you take it into yourself I'll let you take it into yourself and, and consume it all with your love. And my hands are open, fully surrendered. And I, and I just want you to, to do that with your hands. If that's you, hold your hands out as just a sign of, I surrender to you, Holy Spirit. Whatever you're saying, whatever you're doing, wherever we're going, God, I'm going with you. I'm following with you. I'm following after you. I'm ready to, 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 to be in this yoke, this yoke of ownership that you have where you claim me, call me your own. <laughs> I'm ready for it to be easy because I'm really going to trust you. I'm really going to give up the reins and stop trying to do it on my own. I'm going to trust you. I surrender to you. Not just when it suits me but forever and in all eternity. Take a few moments to listen in on what he's saying. What are you hearing? What is he what is he asking of you? today that our if you're on our leadership team Joe, Relly, Owen, Nikki if you would make your way up here be my prayer team I just I didn't ask you to do that but if you could I didn't ask you before him um, Tony if you want to And I just want you guys to just stay in that place. That if, if, you, if you're hearing from the Lord and you feel like there are some things that I, I'm realizing that I've surrendered to, that I've been reliant on, that I've leaned into outside of, outside of the Spirit of God. And now I'm realizing that this is, this is an access point that's causing confusion and chaos in my life, that's causing oppression, depression, it's causing whatever it may be. Um, and today I'm ready to, 
to really surrender and and just release that. Um, if that's you and you would, I, I would want you to to come up and get with one of the one of our leadership team to to pray with you. Um, and I really believe that um, through this, that 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 God is going to do something awesome. So if that's you, you guys can come on up. Um, and then if it's not, um, we release you to go get your kiddos. I, I, we love you so much. Um, don't miss the, this opportunity to really get what you need this morning and, and what God's plan is for you. We love you so much. We love you guys online. Thanks for tuning in. We want to hear from you. Please let us know in the comments or message us on our Facebook page to let us know how God's impacting you with this ministry. We love you and we want to hear from you. We want to see you in person. We'll see you guys Wednesday night at 6.30. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.org.